Would you rather hear positive feedback about your performance or suggestions for improvement? Does preferring positive feedback make you seem weak? And is corrective feedback really that helpful? Whether you're a CEO, manager, teacher, or parent, we all give and receive feedback. Today, we are discussing the emotional complexities and science behind the positive and corrective feedback that will actually help you grow. Welcome to The 90th Percentile, an unconventional leadership podcast by Zenger Folkman. Each week, using research from over 1.5 million global leaders, we analyze different leadership traits, trends, and what it really takes for leaders to get to the 90th percentile. I'm your host, Brianna Corin, and with me to explain the enigma of feedback is Jack Sanger. So where do we start? Well, Jack, before we give our listeners all the answers, how about I ask them two questions about their personal feedback preferences? But first, I need to define a couple terms. When we talk about positive feedback, we're referring to praise, reinforcement, and congratulatory comments. Corrective feedback is more like suggestions for improvement, explorations of new and better ways to do things, or pointing out something that was done in a less than optimal way. First question. As you go throughout the workday, do you prefer those you work with to give you more positive feedback or corrective feedback? Second question. In a typical workday, think about the feedback you give. Do you have a tendency to give positive feedback? Or do you lean more toward giving your colleagues corrective feedback? The Zinger Folkman organization gave a much longer feedback preference assessment to over 8,000 leaders to understand what types of feedback they prefer to give and receive. Now you can compare your answers to the results we discuss. When leaders were asked if they would prefer receiving positive or corrective feedback, more than half, 57%, said they preferred corrective feedback, and 43% said they preferred praise or recognition. Did that survey result surprise you, Jack? Well, yes and no. I was not surprised that this is what they said, but Brian, this is one of those rare times when I can't take what people say purely at face value. Hmm. I think that for the lion's share of respondents, these answers are strongly influenced by what leaders think they are supposed to do and say. You know, there's something quite macho about saying you want to be criticized. <laughs> yeah. But when you ask these respondents a, a different question and you ask about what really changes their behavior, and you ask it in a slightly different way, you get a different answer. That's one of the several paradoxes about feedback. For 57% to prefer corrective feedback, that's pretty high. I think people are in a little bit of denial because I feel like everybody wants to acknowledge that they're open to corrective feedback. And you should acknowledge it. We all need corrective feedback. It's important for growth, but to prefer it to think that you need it all the time and that um, to not seek after praise. That's just a little surprising to me. Do you think people maybe feel pressure to say that they prefer corrective feedback, but it might not truly be their preference? I think you are exactly right. There may be a few people who genuinely prefer to be criticized by others, but we, we call them masochists. Uh, <laughs> My hunch is that there are maybe four possibilities that explain those answers. 
you know, the first one is that many still hold the old opinion about personal progress being tied to overcoming weaknesses. You know, in elementary school through high school, most of our teachers were inclined to circle the mistakes on the math paper or, you know, circle the, the spelling and grammar areas that we make on our essay. The second reason may be that, you know, saying you want negative feedback is a bit more macho. It, it sounds more mature to say you want to have the unvarnished truth, you know, with no smoke. The third reason why we may get those strange answers is that people who express a preference for receiving negative feedback think that that's what they're expected to say. It plays into the old fixing weaknesses mentality. The traditional performance review was built around this assumption. And finally, I think, you know, sometimes corrective feedback or criticism is very helpful, especially when we do illogical or kind of unproductive things. But several conditions must be in place to make that work. One is that it needs to be delivered tactfully, non-punitively, with the intent of really helping the recipient to improve. And it should be forward-looking, not a report card on the past. 92% of the respondents agreed with the assertion negative feedback, if delivered appropriately, is effective at improving performance. You know, and finally, the relationship has to be a good one. And the timing is important. The history of previous positive feedback is the teaspoon of sugar that makes the medicine go down. Oh, that's very clever. <laughs> now, now that we've talked about uh, the receiving end, let's discuss the giving end. Now listeners can compare their answer about the kind of feedback they preferred to give with our survey results. Our preference assessment revealed that 40% of leaders had a stronger preference for giving negative feedback or corrective feedback. 49% preferred giving positive feedback alone or in combination with corrective. And 10% preferred not giving feedback at all. <laughs> <laughs> now, the strange thing was that leaders also described that giving negative feedback was harder. And I'm glad I'm not the only one who feels that way because giving corrective feedback can sometimes be really awkward and uncomfortable. So why do leaders prefer giving negative feedback despite describing it as more difficult to give than positive feedback? You know, many leaders assume that being effective means that you give people the tough, difficult feedback. Hmm. And they, they assume that those who lavish praise and recognition are weaker or less effective leaders. This is like the assumption at universities that the best professors are those who give very few A's and their, their grades fall, fail a high percentage of students. I had a few of those. Are those professors really the best teachers? Are managers who give more negative feedback than positive really the best managers? You know, to test this assumption, we combined the results from our self-assessment of feedback preferences with 360-degree feedback evaluations measuring the effectiveness of those leaders as seen through the eyes of their colleagues. When we combined these databases, we had 588 leaders where we had results for both assessments. What we found was leaders preferring to give negative feedback had an overall effectiveness rating at the 40th percentile, clearly below average. 
while those preferring to give positive feedback were at the 52nd percentile, or just slightly above the mean average. We performed a t-test, a statistical test, to determine the difference between those groups, and we found that it was highly statistically significant. Turns out that the best leaders, as seen by their subordinates, are those who prefer to give positive feedback. What? That is... That is one of those things that you just want to yell from the rooftops. Being positive <laughs> pays off. I mean, it, it was a little surprising to me because I think many managers sometimes avoid giving positive feedback for the same reasons we discussed before. Old assumptions, following old examples, or they think it's expected of them to correct others. Now, that study showed that giving positive feedback boosted the leader's performance, but what about the recipient? Is corrective feedback more valuable to receive than positive feedback? And Bree, I think you've put your finger on the key issue. What the leader prefers about giving one kind of feedback or the other should not really be the issue. The main thing is, what does it do for the recipient? Our recent research indicates that positive feedback brings about greater change in the recipient. Recipients said that leaders who gave positive feedback were 12 percentile points higher in their development of others. And I think that's because positive feedback creates the relationship that makes the occasional negative feedback event much more palatable and effective. In fact, it's necessary for negative feedback to succeed. This finding is reinforced by some work that the well-known marriage therapist John Gottman determined on his research on marital happiness where he could predict with a very high degree of accuracy whether couples would stay together. Biggest determinant of that was the ratio of positive to negative comments that they produced in their discussions and dialogue with each other. Positive comments, a ratio of about five to one, was found to produce much higher degrees of happiness. I believe in that five-one ratio so much for everything in life. I mean, if every time I cooked dinner for my family, they corrected me and told me how it could be better, you better believe they'd be eating cereal for dinner more often. <laughs> right. Now, we could and will do many more podcasts dissecting corrective feedback and its benefits and how to give it. Asking for feedback for how you can improve is essential to you becoming better. But getting praise is just as important. I was reading a LinkedIn discussion where this woman was talking about a boss who did nothing but point out the negatives and nag about minuscule or non-relevant things. And that environment of constant correction was when she and others couldn't grow in and they didn't even want to be in. There needs to be a balance. And I think awareness of what type of feedback you catch yourself giving all the time is the first step to improvement. From this, we conclude that uh, if you think you have developed a habit of focusing on what people do wrong rather than what they do right, try keeping track. Continue to identify the problems and you know, illuminate weaknesses, but provide more honest praise when things go well, recognize effort when people have put forth extra energy and, and intensity in getting things done right, Thank others for their contributions. If you can make this change, you will notice a positive difference in yourself 
and in others. Jack, you are doing a live webinar this month with uh, Joe Folkman on this very topic of feedback. And if uh, you want to hear the rest of the research and learn more best practices for giving and receiving feedback, you can register for the webinar at the link posted in the episode details or on our podcast page on zengerfolkman.com. The 90th Percentile, an unconventional leadership podcast, was written and recorded by Brianna Corrin and Jack Zenger, with music from Pleasant Pictures and produced by Zenger Folkman. If you like our show, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher, and leave us a five-star review. All resources and links to the research referenced in this episode can be found in the episode details or on our podcast page on zengerfolkman.com.